0: Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, October 12, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We got a lot of stuff on the docket. We're going to talk about the intraday activity. We're going to talk about the relationship between price and and a specific trend line that happened all day today. We're gonna have a discussion about conspiracy theory 10.4. We're gonna look around the horn. We're gonna see where the divergences are. Who's actually leading the market? We're gonna look at all this stuff and a whole lot more during this video. Let's get rolling. The first thing we do is take a look at the daily chart. We unpack it. We see if anything's jumping off the page. Is she bullish? Is she bearish? Where's support? Where's resistance? Where is the current pattern that may be intact? Where are the failure points? And where are the trick-trap, fool, and frustrate crew likely to show up? Well, what's jumping off the page on the daily chart? Well, how about a second day closing below? We didn't make much of it yesterday because it was just a few pennies below, but let's make more of it today closing below the 100-period moving average, and we talked about this area yesterday, this basic zone where buyers showed up, the market had an opportunity to go down, they went back and forth, and the bulls won the battle. The question now is, as they come into this zone, down to 431, 432, 430, in that zone, they started to go down there into the closing bell today, or right after the closing bell, as a matter of fact. Here's the ES contract, and if I'll move it over, you can see this is the 1600 candle. This is what closed at 1600 or 4 p.m., and then this is the candle that's gonna trade until 4.15. This video is actually a little bit before 4.15 at present, and you can see they're still headed a little bit lower. We'll see if that means anything heading into tomorrow. We got a lot more stuff as it relates to the SPY. was important until they gave it up. Now that they gave it up, we don't need it anymore. They could have recaptured it. They tried to recapture it. They did recapture it. Then they gave it up again. So when you have the back and forth scenario, it becomes less important. I'm more apt to look at something different than the trend line or whatever price that they've been through back and forth too many times. In my mind, the way I look at it is that diminishes the importance of the price. Other than the market dripping lower today, there's no material change on the daily chart. But in terms of change, they did close below that all-important trend line that we've been watching for the last several days. It came from the hourly chart. I've taken it off the chart. This was the theorized line. It could be within pennies of where it actually shows up from a visual standpoint. But what you can see happened is they rode it all day long. So what we do know is the market was keenly aware of this trend line. Here's a five-minute chart. The trend line slopes downward. As you can see, the market followed the trend line and kept fighting it all day long. Look at what happened into the closing bell. Here's a one-minute chart. They ran up to get to and try and get over that trend line and traded away. You can't tell me with a straight face that the market doesn't know about this trend line. The question is, did you know about the trend line? How many traders out there were using this guide or this trend line as a guide all day long? Whether or not there was a bona fide trade one way or the other, that's a different story. But if you're watching the market, were you aware, were you watching this trend line, were you aware that below it turns bearish, above it keeps the band playing on for higher prices, and then we have what I like to call the options expiration backup plan sponsored by the trick trap fool and frustrate crew. What does that mean? Let's say they closed the day below the trend line. They did that. Is there an opportunity for a fake out and reversal the other way right after closing below the trend line? And the answer is found on a 240 minute chart. And let me show you something on this chart. I have reason to believe that the party might not be over yet. Before the closing bell, they rallied back up to close above the prior candle low. For me, that had some meaning. And if they open below it tomorrow and start trading lower, then it had no meaning. But for me today, it had some meaning. I think the band is not necessarily packing up the equipment just yet. You have options expiration. Weird stuff happens. You're at the price level of what's called a garden variety retracement. That's something that's found in the course Lazy E-Mini Trader. Depending on what chart you look at, you could be on time. Now, you go back to the 60-minute chart, the hourly chart, and you say, all right, here's this trend line. Well, let's say that this held the whole time, they never closed below and all that stuff. And by the way, they never closed below all day until the last candle of the day. You have to chalk that up to shenanigans but here's the thing this is what we were looking at let's just say that the market was going to come back and retest this trend line stay above it just take off to the upside that would have made life easy fair enough okay however they don't make it easy they make it difficult that's what the trick trap fool and frustrate crew is designed to do that's what they're hired to do make you and me and everybody else look like fools as much of the time as possible. So maybe the hourly chart isn't playing out as picture perfect as we would like. We're not necessarily in search of perfect, we're in search of what's the market doing. Well, here's a situation. Why can't we take a 240 chart? Why can't we take the same concept, draw another line using this chart, and say, hey, wait a minute. Maybe this is a trend line more important than this trend line, Maybe this is what they're doing. It's not exactly a perfect world. It's the same concept. As long as they stay above this on candle closes, on this chart in particular, then they could be still in business because that still leaves the market in what I like to call a garden variety retracement scenario. Again, weird stuff happens during options expiration, and some of that weird stuff would entail some kind of gap opening tomorrow, for example. It's Perfectly possible they gap down, they get below these lows, and they fall out of bed, open the trap door, all hell's breaking loose. That's certainly possible. It's also possible that this is a fake-out situation. They're going to turn around, and they're going to start going higher at some point to fake everybody out. Let me just run this concept by you, just so you're thinking. You have to think with the long game in mind. Sometimes you got to remove the intraday activity from your mindset and say, all right, here's a weekly chart and they have some tail lows here three weeks in a row. So what they've done is they've come down here and lower each and every week three weeks in a low and then they've had a bounce back up toward or over the 20-week moving average. Are they doing the same thing this week? It's Tuesday. We don't know yet. If they get below last week's low and they close the week below that low, We know they're going to the 50-period moving average under normal garden-variety conditions. But maybe, on the other hand, there's always another hand. Maybe they're just running a retracement. Maybe they're running a test of some lower prices down the tail candle from last week, and then they're going to snap back. And we don't know which one it's going to be, but you have to be aware that both scenarios are possible. This is how you put on the umpire uniform and call balls and strikes. Back to the daily chart. the same concept what happens if this general area we spoke about earlier where defense was played once before if the defense comes out on the field and is able to hold off the bears and you start to see some kind of a rally at all let's just say over the next day or so then again with the same concept there's no reason that they can't run back to test the underside of this trend line and guess what if they get above You're going to get a run higher because why? Because essentially, there's no different than one of the things that we've been talking about all this time as it can be in both directions, but you have to be aware of both directions. A, this could still be a B and a C back up. Now, it could fail, and it could be an A, B, C in the other direction as well. And that one goes like this. The A goes all the way down to the low, one fell swoop. And then the B is this retracement here, and we're in the C, and if the C is a C in this scenario, once you get below the low of the A leg, then A, you're either going to get an acceleration, or that's an official completion of the ABC, but that doesn't mean it's a bottom by any means. Awareness, umpire, balls and strikes. Inside the numbers, you saw what the market did all day. It was on the trend line. It was above the trend line, it was below the trend line. They kept closing hourly above the trend line, and then they failed at the end of the day. You're going to see, for the most part, all that stuff in here. I'm not going to stop at everything. I'm going to scroll up, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. We're watching the trend line all day. We got bullish a little bit. They had a little pop. We made a little money if you were long, if you wanted to be long. It was not a trader's day. It was another tough tape. They were going to test 436. They did that a couple of times. You'll see it again later. They failed. They never were able to get much higher. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts. It's all in here. Had a pretty good handle on the market today, regardless of the fact that they didn't really do anything. But right out of the chute, we're focused on the trend line. What are they doing? As the day develops, it's all about the trend line above, below. We kept watching it, they kept flirting with it. They kept looking like a failure, they kept looking like a rally. They kept flirting and flirting and flirting, and so we were using it as a guideline. We knew where the resistance was, might as well do 436. They did 436. There's a 15 minute chart, that comment was a little after 11 o'clock. What's this? 1215, what's the high? 436.07. There's no difference in the notes, on any typical day. It's just the market wasn't necessarily easy to trade today. It was a back-and-forth rodeo making a decision around the trend line all day. So we're moving along. We've got notes. We've got charts. We've got numbers. We've got where can they close above to put a stake in the ground. They couldn't do it, but we know the numbers. To get back below certain stuff, we know what to do with it. We're moving along. They're hanging around the trend line all day long. It's very interesting. So what does that mean? Based on how they're doing what they're doing, aka the price action, it's pretty much a spectator sport from here. However, what we're saying is, and you'll see it written in here at some point, whether it's after or before this, I can't find it, but at some point, they're gonna make a move and they're not gonna let you have it. I know where it is, bear with me. Let's find it. Here it is. Let's just read the last post of the day, the 3.20 post. It's enough with the trend line already. Whether it's into the close or tomorrow, they're going to move, and it's going to be more than a bread box. Up or down, they're going to move. The way this typically works is this. Traders that are waiting for confirmation of a move will be left out due to a gap up or down in the morning. Most traders that take a position into the close and guess which way will lose. That's how it works. Using the 80 20 rule. That's basically the bottom line. We've all been there before. They had a poor close today. The futures ended up closing basically on the lows. They're signaling lower prices. That's what essentially the book is telling us. That doesn't mean they won't be gapping up in the morning. A la, let me get to my conspiracy theory in a moment. I'm not saying this is happening right away, but it kind of ties into my conspiracy theory what I think is going on in the market. Before we do that, we have to take a look at stocks on the move. We always look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're gonna look at CTXS or Citrix, Facebook. ADM and Fast didn't hit their numbers. We don't want them, they're off the board. CTXS opened on the first number, the opening print, 92.20. They bantered back and forth. As you can see from a one-minute chart, anybody that did buy the opening print Or slightly below it, the high, 93.35, just a few minutes later. Then they went down to the second number and they went back above the first number. Down to the second, back to the first. As you can see, I can make a case for these two numbers. Those two numbers were important. They gave you a trade from the first, they gave you a trade from the second, they gave you a trade if you bought the first and the second. It's not a tremendous trade. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. We'll leave this one as a base hit in the book. Facebook. 3.18.12 posted on the board bright and early. As you can see, after running some tests over and over again, that was in fact the number today, finishing out at 3.23.75. Nice rip. The numbers work. That's more than a base hit. That's a rounding first stand-up double. Let's take a look at Camp IWM. I'll get back to the conspiracy theory in a few minutes. So it's not falling. It's going the other direction. My favorite market-leading indicator. Only up one-third of 1%, one but let's understand what that is. It was up on a day. More earlier, but even as the S&P 500 sold into the close, while this sold off a little bit, it didn't really sell much. Why is that? Why is money still flowing in to the IWM? Aren't they selling everything under the sun? Aren't they going to pull the rug out and everything goes down? That may be the case, and therefore, this divergence will resolve itself to the downside, meaning the IWM will go down and catch up to the SPY. But we're not gonna assume that's gonna happen. We're gonna look at the data today and take it at face value. What's the data? My favorite market leading indicator had relative strength against the S&P 500. That's information I wanna know. That's a puzzle piece, that's on the table. Get out the sticky note. What about the folks down at the transportation department? My second favorite market leading indicator A number one canary in the coal mine up a buck 34, almost one percent, coming close to our number of 14,760. What's going on here? Why are my two favorite market leading indicators together going in the opposite direction as the S&P 500? Is this a wacky divergence that they're both going to turn around and catch up with the S&P, or is this a fake out operation in the S&P 500? Time will tell, but that question will be answered sooner than later. Silicon Valley folks, the Q people, they're doing the same thing as the S&P. They're coming into this zone where the defense was at on the field after a retest of the low in the SPY, and this was the low, so they're going to play defense or not play defense in this zone. 355, 354, 353, 356. You never know exactly where they're going to go if you want the numbers and you're an Inside the Number member, you can send me an email, I'll give you the Q numbers. I don't really put those out, I don't do the work on it, but I can certainly do the work. XLF, so yesterday they made a new high, they finished on the lows, that was a reversal, and there was follow-through today, but how much follow-through? One half of 1%, 18 cents. They're above all the moving averages, there's nothing wrong with this chart. It's still in an uptrend. Just because they couldn't break out to new highs, still doesn't mean they won't or can't break out to new highs. As long as they're above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend, isn't it? And then there's smash mouth, failing. There's not really an ing in the market, right? You're either failed or you're not failed. Right now, we can use teetering down 1.59%, four bucks, retesting the lows. Are we gonna have a successful retest or are they gonna break the low which breaks below the 200-period moving average, the last moving average on the daily chart, and where would they go? The first order of business would be 242. That's a pivot low here. That's an important number. How do we know that? Because the market reversed at that number. So it's the market telling you, hey, over here, that number's important. We just told you about it because we reversed on a dime and went all the way up here. So when they retest it, you can expect the defense to be run out on the field. If they break below, close daily below, we're gonna call her Irene. Now let's talk a little bit about conspiracy theory. I'm flipping over to the SPY chart, but we're not using a chart. We're just listening, we're thinking, we're seeing how bonkers I really am. Here's where I'm going with this. So you have mandates across the country in terms of vaccines for corporations. So if you work for a company, that has 100 or more employees, the companies will face a stiff fine from some roundabout way through, I believe, OSHA, which is an agency in the government. They face stiff fines if anybody is unvaccinated, employed, after a certain date, this big fine prevents the companies from keeping these people on board. So if they've either encouraged people to get the vaccine, which they're doing, or They've told them that after a certain date, you're going to be fired. Well, here's what I think is going on. I think the market is sniffing this out. We all saw what happened over the weekend with Southwest Airlines. Basically, what you now know is if the pilots walk out, just for argument's sake, the economy is going to come to a screeching halt. Nobody can go anywhere. Commerce will come to a screeching halt. Well, think about if you populate through or... I should probably say, rip through other industries. Let's just say, for example, that people across other industries do the same thing education, retail, whatever it is. And they say, you know what? I don't want the vaccine. I don't want to be forced to get the vaccine. Maybe I'll get it in a year or so when I see how it's doing, side effects, all that stuff. Maybe I've had COVID. Maybe I've had the coronavirus and I have antibodies. Don't force me to take something I don't need. If I have antibodies, I have as much protection or more than anybody else. So don't force me to stick a needle in my arm. This is what they're saying, okay? And they have a legitimate gripe. I look at things from a common sense, logical perspective. That's a legitimate thing going on. So here's the conspiracy thing. I think the market is sniffing out the fact that this could really have a devastating effect on the economy if it follows through, if the government and the companies together don't capitulate. Let's say they stay fast, they don't waver, and people start quitting, commerce starts getting shut down, the economy starts suffering. Obviously, the market is gonna go down, and the market, I think, is sniffing that out now, and here's the thing. What happens if the companies together with the government capitulate, and first they'll push out the date to some point in the future, and then they'll wipe it out altogether if they're gonna do that and say, well, then the mandate's not working because the American people basically said, hey, wait a minute, we're not having this, and we have the last say while we still do. If that happens and the government and the companies capitulate, then you'll see a big rally ensue in the market, if I'm right, and that's the reason, or at least what the market is sniffing out in terms of the latest piece of information or possible piece of bad information to stick on or within the wall of worry. It's another brick in the wall. There are no accidents nor coincidences. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you? These videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.